Welcome to the HR Chat Podcast, bringing the best of the HR and talent communities to you. Welcome to another episode of the HR Chat Podcast. I'm your host, Bill Bannum, and today I am joined by Matthew Gonnering. Matthew is CEO at Widen, a data-driven content hub that powers your brand from anywhere in the world. Matthew, welcome to the show. Thanks, Bill. Great to be here. Let's, uh, let's jump straight in. Uh, firstly, tell me a bit about your career background up to joining Widen. My career background is in the printing industry. So I grew up in the printing industry and did a variety of jobs uh, in the book manufacturing space from working in the, the bindery to the press room and certain pre-press functions. And I did that growing up in, a, in, the, in the printing industry because my grandfather had started a printing company and my father took it over. So I had some great exposure to that process. And uh, after graduating college, I went into the printing industry in an estimating and then a sales capacity, and then found uh, found opportunities to continue the sales effort and focused in on selling. And basically, selling at that time was cold calling. So all my jobs consisted of uh, on your first day with a phone book and a telephone and somebody saying get to work and that's what you did you cold called and you uh, in my case i was selling printing services trying to help marketers to get their message into the market through printed and bound materials and so it was that opportunity uh, that presented itself at widen as a printing sales rep at the time back in 2000 uh, that i that i saw in madison and thought it would be a great fit for my career and uh, made the move to Madison from Northeast Wisconsin, where I was born and raised and made that move to Madison and started the, the sales job at Wyden. And so from 2000 on, it's been quite a journey at Wyden in a variety of roles as well. Okay, thank you very much. Now tell me a bit about Wyden. Um, what is Wyden and what does it do? Uh, Wyden is a marketing technology company and we are helping marketing and creative teams to organize all of their content, so their images, their video, their logos, other branded collateral. So we work with some of the most influential brands in the world, helping them to get that organized. The The name of the software, the industry, is Digital Asset Management, so that's an organizational tool to solve the problem, which is there's a massive amount of marketing content that is being created and making sure that it is organized so that the right people have access to it um, is a challenge. So digital asset management solves that problem by creating an easy-to-use system, an application that allows people to interact with that content, to consume it, to share it, and then uh, our customers get analytics on how certain content is performing. So we have been around since 1948. So as a nearly 70-year-old company, we've certainly grown up and pivoted many times in our history. Uh, So getting to the software state uh, has been through uh, plate engraving back in 1948 into pre-press, from pre-press into what we called R&D, which was the development of custom applications for certain customers. And that, that helped to start our software group. But throughout that 
nearly 70-year history, we've always been a service organization at the core. So taking care of customers, serving those customers uh, with whatever they need uh, uh, in a product or service at the time. So right now it's a it's a software as a service model where people use us and we we take care of not only the software but the relationship itself and help coach them through how to best utilize their content. So that must have been a big pivot and kind of change within the company then when 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 Wyden went from a traditional print based company uh, to to uh, to digital experts. What, what what did that mean for you when you came? in as CEO um, to, in terms of changing the dynamics, change, changing the direction, um, selecting new members of the team to come on and drive that. That, that must be a pretty interesting story. The, the Wyden story is incredible. You're right. It, I mean, it's, it's been inherent in the culture. So uh, I have, uh, I'm, I'm a, a cog in the Wyden machine uh, helping to continue to accelerate the growth and the entrepreneurial spirit of the people here, uh, and really, when I, when I, I mean, when I started, even before taking the CEO role, as I started as a print sales rep in 2000, uh, the technology was already here. the The people that created the technology uh, did such an incredible job. But where the organization needed a little bit more of an oomph was in how that is communicated into the market and how those products could be positioned relative to its printing and pre-press services at the time. And so we we built out uh, sales and marketing to to reposition the, the software services to be not just in tandem with the printing and pre-press, but uh, to be the face of Widen, to be what the what the brand stands for. And that dynamic did involve a lot of shifting around and it was the establishing of uh, an inbound marketing a technology powered marketing effort that was a was a really sizable change that we made so going away from the cold calling you know the, the the phone book trolling cold calling model to a inbound marketing model where we're much more consultative on how we coach customers into this and those those customers are ready to have that conversation as opposed to us intruding on their time and trying to force a conversation. So that, that was a big change that we made, but the technology was already here uh, and that helped to throttle the technology even more because the more customers we bring in, the more feedback we get, the more feedback we get, the more it gets processed in, internally into new functionality, new products. Um, but the digital age was a was a was a big thing. Uh, Wyden was out in front of that. So Wyden had seen the analog to digital conversion way back in the Cytex era in the 80s. And so Wyden was always out in front of what was new and, and our ownership has always been willing to take chances. And that has been really what makes Wyden an exciting place to work. Is that why you first joined the company then? You, you saw uh, a company which embraces innovation, which is years ahead of uh, of its competitors, perhaps. I mean, personally, my, my first job was uh, for a big publishing house back in, back in London, in the UK. And uh, that was in 2007. And it was only in 2007 that they were starting to move their circulations from print to digital. It sounds like you guys were there 
so many years before. What, what was it about the, the employer brand that initially attracted you? Well, the, the brutal honesty is that it was just a, there was an opening for a print sales job and I needed a job because I moved to Madison. So, so that was, that was why I came to widen. But, but during the interview process, it was impressionable because when in a standard uh, candidate interview uh, question, it would be what's next for widen. Like, tell me about the future of widen as I'm trying to figure out if this is a good fit for me. And people would say the image database. And I thought, well, that's, I don't know what an image database is, but I do know how to sell printing. I do know how to make cold calls. I do know how to bring value in that. So that, that was, that was the, that was the reason why I came here because of my background and because there was a fit with what I felt was my strength and how I could then apply that strength. And then once I got here, I realized, wow, what, this isn't, this is an incredible place. Look at the freedom that people have to experiment with things. Look at how the organization invests in new things. Look at how they've created an entire application based on this analog to digital conversion. And, and yet that application is, is kind of a, a reserved thing only for the largest customers that were procuring prepress services from us. And so that that to to see how things were were done, and then to participate in it, to say, you know what, I have I have the freedom to change this too, just like I've seen other people take chances. I can I can take chances, and that's ultimately what what I did throughout my career here so far, and continue to do this day is is taking chances, taking risks, investing constantly in what's next, what's new, how can we do this differently, and not. Not just the theory of it, but the application, the, the experimenting of it. That's how I got the sales and marketing uh, leadership role was, and in fact, the marketing role in general was going to the owner and saying, I I want to start a marketing department here. You need a communication front. And he said, great, I'll give you enough rope to hang yourself. I thought, oh, well, all right, I'll take it. Let's do this. Okay. So you're a... Uh... You, you started as a pretty young man at Wyden. Uh, you you climbed the ranks. Um, you were bolshy enough to go to the CEO and propose new teams and new new initiatives. And then uh, you and I were chatting before we started recording today. And I think you said in two thousand and nine, you had another pretty in, interesting conversation with your boss, which uh, which led to you becoming the CEO. So tell me a bit about that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I took the role of CEO in February of. 2009. And prior to that, I had told the current CEO and owner that I wanted his job. And I had created a career path that had included a variety of leadership roles, uh, mostly in sales and marketing capacities. And at the end of that career path was uh, the CEO job. And I had uh, sat down with him and told him this is what I wanted. And thankfully, uh, he liked that plan. And he was willing to invest in helping me get to that level. And so through work that he and I did together, uh, through external sources of additional education, uh, I was able to uh, meet his 
qualifications that he felt was needed for the next generation of the business and, and took the job in February 2009. And what I didn't mention a moment ago is, um, <laughs> uh, impressively, you were, you were 32 when you, you took over as CEO. Uh, I'd, I'd be I'd be interested to understand a bit more about what that education was you mentioned a second ago. Did you, you you've obviously always had a lot of confidence um, and a lot of initiative, but what did the mentorship look like in in your earlier career before you got to that point where you where you took on that leadership role? The the mentorship and the education in advance of that uh, was not only working with him and the the leadership team here. Uh, but it was also externally facing working through a an MBA program at the University of Wisconsin-Madison. And so going through that program and connecting with other executives uh, look, wanting to advance their business careers, so building this network was critically important. Uh, and, and internally, uh, not only the the owner, uh, who I who was the CEO at the time, not only was he pivotal in this transition, but there were other leaders on the team. Uh, for example, our chief technology officer, who who was a tremendous advisor to me throughout that process, uh, and a great mentor. Uh, and then also my own, you know, my own family. I looked to my own dad, who who owned and ran a business, and I got a chance to to see that from a different perspective. And that really helped me inform uh, how to approach things. I, I saw how he did things and, and felt like I was, I was ready and, and had conversations with him and still do to this day. So I, there's, there's several pieces that started to, to come together at that point in time to, to help with this transition. What's, what's the, one best bit of advice that you think you've ever been given through your career? Well, I think about what's top of mind for me right now is a a quote from Mark Wyden, who was one of the, the founders of Wyden with, with his father. And he said, uh, take the chance. Nothing ventured, nothing gained. Try it. Although I didn't hear that directly from Mark, we have a video of Mark Wyden saying that. And that that really sp- speaks volumes to what this environment has been about. But I also think on the outside, I, that, that's highly applicable for other people when they're pursuing opportunities. Take the chance, try it. Nothing ventured, nothing gained. And it 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 is helpful advice for people pursuing new things. And then there's other, you know, as I as I reflect on that, uh, the one of the advisors that I've had here, the the chief technology officer who was critical in this transition, uh, he had always encouraged me to do things here, and not to uh, not to really even pause at some of these new ventures that we wanted to try, and just to march forward with it and knowing full well that you're going to screw up and things are not going to go the way you want them to, but that's where agility comes in. And, and to be agile as you pursue these new things is, is important. Uh, and so learning as you go was basically his message. 
and then I and then I think back to the other person that I referenced in being pivotal in in this transition was my own dad, and he was always about the work life balance, always preaching work life balance, and I really didn't know what that meant until I started to experience what it was like to run an organization, especially an organization in a high growth mode. And what does work-life balance really mean? So I really navigated that uh, and tried to figure out how to to get that and how to structure my work life in a way that I could balance it. Wow, thank you. So uh, there you go, listeners. Uh, Carpe diem, I think, is the underlying message there. Um, If you want to succeed and uh, be as successful as, as Matthew. Uh, now, tell us a bit about the workflow uh, module that you guys offer. How how does it help teams to collaborate? Yeah, the workflow uh, from Widen is part of the software applications that we created to help people with the life cycle of their content. So how things are created, uh, how they go through an approval and a collaboration process, how those things are organized, and then how they're shared. So the workflow component of it is critical for collaboration uh, because when content is created, more people are involved with the creation process, and those people want to participate not only in the creation, but also uh, they want to share what they've created with other people so that other people can give them feedback and can can participate in improving whatever they created before it goes into its its resting place. So the workflow application that we created allows creative and marketing teams to post their content and then invite other people in to review that content. And those other people might be subject matter experts in sales, they might be in HR, they might be in marketing. And these people come in to collaborate on this content that was created and give feedback to improve it. And this continues until it reaches a an approval, at which point in time then that goes into a place where it can then be used for what it was intended to be used for, perhaps a social channel, a print channel, a web channel, what have you. Okay, awesome, thank you. Now we're gonna switch focus. Um, another reason why I'm lucky to have you on as a guest today is the connection with the, as we record this show, listeners, uh, the upcoming Disrupt HR Madison. I think it's the second incarnation. Um, now, you're going to be presenting a very interesting session called What If Mother Teresa Ran HR? Uh, tell us a bit about that. Yeah, I, I read a book from Father Leo Masberg. And it was called Teresa of Calcutta, A Personal Portrait. And in this book, uh, Father Leo talks about his experience with Mother Teresa as a spiritual advisor. And there were several things as I was reading this book thinking, now I know this book isn't intended for, for business application necessarily, but there were things I was reading in there and I was connecting it into business-related activities. And so... When I was invited to participate into the in the Disrupt conference, I thought, what a great opportunity to let the let the the expertise and the experience of Saint Mother Teresa shine through 
but with a business and an HR perspective. And so the the talk that I'm giving is taking quotes from St. Mother Teresa and then applying them in a business setting and saying, if Mother Teresa ran HR, this is what she would do. And we know that she would do that because she said this. And so I go through a series of those statements and examples in the Disrupt HR talk. Sounds great. Listeners, I've got to admit, I've not been to Madison. If, you, if you've heard the recent uh, show with, with Corinne, um, you, you'll know that I've, I follow it from afar. So I do hope to get down there at some point. I'm sorry that I'm not going to get to see this show, uh, this presentation, Matthew. But it, it sounds awesome. And uh, we'll be watching it through social media here at the HR Gazette. Uh, we're, we're coming to the end of this particular interview. Before we wrap things up, how, how can our listeners learn more about you and learn more about Widen? Yeah, I invite you to check Widen out. You can go to our webpage, Widen, W-I-D-E-N.com, and you can find me on LinkedIn and connect with me there. Otherwise, you're more than welcome to send me an email at MatthewG at Widen.com. That's M-A-T-T-H-E-W-G at Widen.com. Okay, awesome. Thank you. So that just leaves me to say matthew thank you very much for being our guest today it was a pleasure to be here bill thanks for having me and listeners until next time i've been your host bill bannum this has been the hr chat podcast show have a great week thank you for listening to the hr chat podcast brought to you by the hr gazette